Um, well, she said, okay, so apparently once the cult went up to Robert Redford, um, Kenneth got called, and they were apparently all dancing around in white flowy robes on some sort of drug, and they were all, like, dancing on a campfire and, like, singing and dancing and, like, all the things. I hear cult at the Claremont Colleges. I think something that I have noticed about cults at the Claremont Colleges all right, you're talking cults, Claremont campuses, right? I dated somebody that was in the cult. Said said thing that I just mentioned, hugely orchestrated. I'm dead serious right now, like this happened. I think back to our freshman year and all of the stuff that went down with the cult. Should I get into it? Welcome back, loyal listeners, to Claremont Conspiracies, the podcast where we investigate a multitude of mysteries across the Claremont Consortium campuses. I'm your host, Jordan, a senior here at Pitzer College, and if you're not familiar with Pitzer College or the Claremont Colleges, I'm dying to know how you came across the podcast, and my marketing team obviously needs a raise. Because we are talking about cults today, a term that dates back to the early 19th century, I think it's important that we establish a bit of historical background context about the Claremont Colleges. The consortium began with the founding of Pomona College in 1887 by President James A. Blaisdell, who proposed a collegiate university design modeled after Oxford University and he aimed to offer the speciality, adaptability, and individualized care typically seen in small colleges while utilizing the resources of a large university. Pomona was founded with a commitment to being a small college. The founders thought that was the only way to avoid the quote-unquote herd-mindedness, end quote, that the rest of the nation was headed for. But as a long wait list began to pile up and Pomona had to consider expansion, a plan for a federation of small colleges came to be. Ellen Browning Scripps was recruited to the mission and founded Scripps College, and subsequently the other institutions were contemplated and established. There is cross-enrollment in classes and cross-campus dining and cross-campus participation in a host of social events and athletic activities but each school really has its own specific culture to it and emphasis on certain studies that separate them. I just so happened to be reading the 1932 Journal of Higher Education about the Claremont Colleges, and I came across a passage characterizing these so-called Claremont reformers of the education system as, quote, good soldiers in an army of free companions, which is gathered into various bands, each band with its own mode of attack, but all encouraging each other not to fail in the wars of the spirit against the demons of standardization. I do find it highly ironic that this commitment to individual thought and utter avoidance of conformity sounds like perhaps the literal cultiest thing ever. It kind of all started with that article that the student 
life posted back in 2019, my freshman year at Pitzer, about this group of students living in the Denver house off campus. The Student Life published an article in April of 2019 entitled, What's Going On at the Denver House? Students in Spiritual Group Push Back Against Cult Rumors. And this article by Lainey Pope and Sienna Swift investigates the rumors that had been flying around the five C's about the quote-unquote unconventional living arrangement, which has often been categorized as a cult. So the article explains their spiritual teacher, Jananda, and it goes into supposed accusations of homophobia, meditation circles, cultural appropriation, sobriety, and celibacy, and pushback from the cult members defending themselves as not being a cult group. To say a bit more about the presence of this group of Pitzer students on the college campus, I sat down with a well-respected and well-informed member of the Pitzer community and a good friend of mine whose identity will not be disclosed due to privacy reasons. What can you share with the community about this group of students and their and their potentially controversial lifestyle? So I feel like when we became inducted here and abducted, honestly, into Pitzer, I feel like one of the first things we heard about was the Pitzer cult. Ooh, can you say more on that? Well, I've heard a lot of hearsay from a lot of different people, which is kind of the beauty and the mysticism of the cult. And I think speaks to just how much of a ethos they created about themselves. But I remember freshman year, they used to have like little circles on campus and like little meditation circles. And they would like meet and meditate on the mounds and these fun concentric shapes. And they'd, I think they'd burn incense, and they all wore very flowy clothing. What differentiates that kind of gathering from other gatherings of Pitzer students? It's a phenomenal question. I think they resided as well off campus in a collective of sorts and lived with this man. And the man you mentioned that's the self-proclaimed spiritual guide teacher of soul evolution jananda yeah well so this outside man and so they all lived with him i also heard that there was a point in which he flew out to brooklyn and he was in brooklyn and then he flew out these students or these students had to fly out themselves and then they had to give money to jumanji they also had to give monetary pecuniary thanks to Jumanji. This man took their money willingly and they took on their new identities within this cult and lived with this man and adopted his ways and his sense of being and his epistemologies and they were really t putting you know, the, the theory into praxis if you will because it's so true. That's what we do here. We do praxis. Can you speak a little bit about the 
student culture specifically at Pitzer and how that kind of plays into the formation and acceptance of culty groups or behaviors on campus. And I feel like Pitzer in and of itself has a reputation of being a rather silly and crunchy granola university that loves their weeds and their homegrown shrooms and their foraging. And I feel like our cults are a great example of that. I feel like they're they're everything that people make fun of, of liberalism, of the left, of hippie culture. And honestly, what's kind of interesting about the cults is I feel like they're representative of a dead version of Pitzer or a dying version of Pitzer. Because I feel like when the type of people, I feel like Pitzer is, the culture of Pitzer has changed in such a way that a cult could never, or would be very difficult to be formed now and would genuinely get the followers and the, the trust and the respect and whatever that means that it did. Whereas like nowadays, I feel like the people who attend Pitzer are much more crunchy, but performatively crunchy. There's a lot more of like a judgmental acceptance. Whereas before, I feel like there was a lot more of a free-flowing nature. And honestly, I feel like the word cult gets so overused and in some ways, and in some ways so underused and so misused because I feel like everything is in some ways a cult. Some we legitimize and some we don't. I would definitely, I would definitely say that there are cults that are not accepted and ideologies. I mean, I think anything that is accepted is exists. Existence is accept. Existence, continued unbothered existence is acceptance. I was also fortunate enough to get an incredibly exclusive interview on the topic of culty Claremont culture with a true expert and professional, world-renowned investigative journalist, Mr. Piles Marker. I was hoping to get your take on whether or not you have witnessed any behavior or activities on the 5C campuses mm. that you would categorize as culty. Um. I would say, you know, during my travels of the past couple of years, I've dabbled in the occult. I've dabbled in kind of arcane iconography um, through strictly semiotic, but also kind of a a religialism kind of lens. Because I do believe it's that really you, prevalent. Well, you have to participate in these cults to give it radical empathy, right? I'm coming at this from a lens of um, no judgment. I've been there, you know. We've all done culty stuff mm, sure so if we are just taking a semiotic kind of like iconography lens um are you f- aware of the drinking game die i am it's it's a scary thing to witness sometimes um i would say that it's a kind of initiatory practice in which um people engage they kind of imagine an obelisk turned flat Right, and so we already have a kind of rectangular 
fit physical space, you know, for them. It's like it's here with For then right the now. items to be moved around. And then you throw up these, um, these die, right? These dice, if you will. Um, the single tenths. The, the, the six-sided and, the, you know, the number six carries a lot of meaning. It does. You know, <gasps> so it's like as we unpack it more, we actually see that it's kind of connecting, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I would say practices like die, certain initiatory practices, I would say um, tour de fonzia. I would say initiatory pr practices that have to do with mind-altering substances, you know, because this is how these cults get you. You don't know that you're falling into the trap, but suddenly no, you're you're biking uphill, a really steep uphill, and you're about half a box of wine in, you know, and that's... And the guts are just and the, churning. And churning. You and can that, feel it sloshing. That emotional state is where the cults then swoop in and then you're theirs. You're at your lowest. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say those kind of initiatory practices that are often hidden in revelry, but if we think back to like Dionysiac rituals again, right? Revelry, you know, Satan as the great deceiver, you know, like there's like there's a lot of greater frameworks here. Um, that seem to all kind of point back to the Claremont colleges. So there's a hot spotlight. There, on yes, yes, there is. These five and these, yeah. This it's, is uh, where. This is where the energy is. This right is now. the cosmic energy is in Claremont, Strong, yeah. California. Yeah. Because um, it is my initial thoughts on um, you know what what kind of cultish culty sorry to use the acronym. Thank term. you. Um, culty practices at the Claremont Colleges might, might look like. That, you painted just a beautiful picture. Thank you. So thank you, thank you. for that. Um, that was a really valuable insight. So with these, with this multitude oh. of groups doing these organized things that we see so casually, yeah. sports activities, eating meals at dining halls, eating, yeah going to gatherings on the weekends. Yes. Do you think there's any differentiation between the acceptance of culty groups mm. across the individual campuses? So if one sort of organized activity might be cultier, but maybe it's more acceptable at one school or the other. I would say 1,000%. And that's a hard yes, folks. I think that's a hard yes. And I would say what we would have to turn to, right, is let's look at the vessel that's holding all of these souls together, the architecture of the colleges, right? Let's just kind that's of great take, let's, let's take a step back, right? Let's think about a kind of more, a more larger lens about like when we look at the architecture of, let's say, scripts, for example, or... Um, or the mascot that they have chosen, Athena, right? We have a kind of more Greco-Roman kind of aesthetic, right? And that's gonna shift the uh, what's permissible in these initiatory practices. Sure, because right? it's all or, about the environment. The ritual. It's all about the environment. It's all about what they are accustomed to. So mm -hmm. for things like toga, you know, events, that might be, that might be very comfortable. For someone, but then someone at Pitzer might go, "Oh, what? Oh, what's this?" Because Pitzer's very 
postmodern. Right. You know, we're very in the 70s. It's very kind of neoliberal, post-Cold War ideas of knowledge. They have evolved past right? the toga. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and so then that... Um, and so then to um, a Pitzer person, the idea of a toga party might be really off-putting, right? It might be very... That is not like, their vibe. You know how the pizza is, oh, 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 oh no. no, oh, what's happening? It's I a, hear that all the time. Sh- it's a toga party. It's okay. It's right? just a toga party. You know, people. but then by the same token, if you have an event like, I've, I've only heard of the myths of this, but Smoke Force. Oh, Smoke Force. Smoke Force, right? Mm-hmm. Where that's another. Um, where if you tried to get someone maybe from Pomona, that's more of like a neoclassical kind of like Ivy League-esque, you know, yep. very, um, to come to Smokeforce, that might be off-putting for them. So here we see a kind of like, there are definitely differences in, in what um, is permissible, you know, w- within a certain college. And I would tie that to the larger vessels that they're held in, like, you know, we can look towards mascots we can look towards um where the culture of the college is materialized in physical objects right yes the objects they're so tangible the cultural objects that are tangible yeah um those are the ones so yes yes a thousand percent there are differences thank you you're welcome i'm so glad that you're committed to that so mr marker yes if you were to join a cult at Mm. five seats yes would you join a pre-existing group? Mm-hmm. If so, which one? Mm-hmm. Or, and or, start your own cult. And or. Okay. Could because you... you could theoretically probably do both. I, I could do both, and you know, but I would even say do. successfully. All right, you know, we're going think, with and. I think that I would, but first, can I have a little bit, can you give me a quick rundown, because I've been, I've been out of the You've game. You've been away. A bit. So, are there any new cults that I should know about? What's the kind of like current Rolodex of cultish activities? Sure. So, the Pitzer cult that was pretty prominent back in 2019, and they mm. were they were really fixing it on. That's kind of it's kind of died down a bit. Sad. So, unfortunately, that one's off the off the table. Okay. But we are perhaps in need of something like that. Yeah. So putting that out there. Um, there are other groups such as the acapella club yes. community. Yes. There is yeah, very yeah, occult and arcane symbol is mm-hmm. there. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot there. Yeah. There is the secret society at Pomona. Mm. There is the investment club at Claremont McKenna College. Yes. And then there's Harvey Mudd. Yeah, I was I was gonna say yeah. There's there's all of Harvey. Those are just a few options. There are subgroups within a lot of other larger, larger more general groups. groups. Yes, as we were saying earlier in the episode, the subgroup. Yeah. Yeah. So it all boils down, you know, to the hot spotlight. Yeah. That's here. Those are a few. Um. So you could potentially infiltrate some of those. Okay. Um, I would, so before we move on into maybe a cult of my own, mm-hmm. I, I would definitely, without question, try to infiltrate 
a Pomona elite secret society. That would be so incredible. Because here's the thing about secret societies is that they exist. Oh, obviously. And they run the world. And we have societies that don't even need to be formally, you know, recognized and can kind of just be shared interests among people in power that can, you know, that have alike intentions about, you know, because these people went to the same colleges, like Pomona. You know, like these people have similar interests. So secret societies can be can be very broad and just based off of shared interests, or they can even get more specific and have some pr- practices that you kind of like are initiated in or rituals. Um, and I think that Pomona definitely, I, I would even say maybe some Masonic ties. Mm. I would not put it past Pomona College to have a little bit of Masonic money mixed in there. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, but I think that, because with these secret societies, you need to kind of trick them into thinking that they're tricking you. Right. Right. It's you all need about... to kind of act, oh, I, I would do anything to be famous and mm-hmm. successful, you know, mm-hmm. if you say that out loud at Pomona College enough. You're gonna get a letter, you know, sealed with a with a wax Guaranteed. stamp on it. It's all about that reverse psychology. You have to do the reverse yep. psychology. Yeah. You know. Turn the tables. You turn the tables, and then suddenly you're gonna go to sleep, and then you're gonna have a strange dream about like about this weird thing where you get like a hood lifted, and then you're in a basement, and there's chanting oh, and Latin, heard about that dream. and then you, and then you wake up, and then you're like, oh, that was a weird dream, but then you start to realize, oh, maybe it wasn't a dream. And then you find the cloak. And then you find, and then you find the cloak mm-hmm. on your bed. And so then it's it's these kind of things that, you know, if you are emotionally and psychologically prepared, then you can very easily lure these secret societies into luring you. Yep. You know, and that's a, and I've done it once, and I can do it again. Okay. I'm sure. I am. I don't doubt that. That's why me and the academy are not on good terms right now. Yeah, there. Um. They're monsters. Yeah, you should. Uh, you should actually probably probably cut that part out. <laughs> okay. <'cause laughs> they. Have, they have me on watch. Okay. okay. Yeah. What would What would you do? I would go to Harvey Mudd. That's Straight bold. to Harvey Mudd. Many have tried and many have failed. Yeah, I know. I've lost several friends. Yeah, I had, to a, Harvey I, Mudd. I had a friend in '04 try. Oh wow. Yeah. That's brutal. Never made it back. Um, I need to be in on what goes on there because no it's so confusing to me and not knowing it kills me because at mud every because you get this idea like have you ever seen like the Truman show mm-hmm. or maybe like great like, film like Westworld yeah right yes at mud sometimes you walk around and you feel like they all know something I know you don't know that's so real and you feel like when you leave the dining hall they all stop oh they're talking they all stare right Oh yeah, and then and then suddenly the murmur behind your headphones kind of dies down, and then you're, what? And you take it off, and then they start again. But and I can't stay away. Yeah, but you're learning again, and that's the process <gasps> of learning, They're right? Doing it. That's the process of learning because because they want to get intrigue. You know, they want wow, to good. have this. Yeah, they they're are good because they've been doing this for years, for millennia, literal millennia. Literal, and it's just been passed down. The torch has been passed down. Yeah. Because this is an ancient practice, and it's, you know, I hate to tie it back to, like, Western esotericism, but these have 
deep roots in arcane semiotic analysis. It is inherent. It is inherent. It is inherent. I completely, I could not agree more. It's just um, ingrained. I think, yeah, I think if I were to start a cult, it would probably be around, um, I'm drawn to the, to a kind of cult about cacti, a kind oh. of cacti cult. That's your pits are talking. I think that's, I think that has a lot of very, um, I think that there's a lot of solid points to be made with the cacti cult, you know? And I feel like so true. It's a, it can get hairy, it can get spiky. Spike, no, you know what? Spike ball. Spike ball. Spike ball. Is Spike ball. It is such in, a draw. It is a huge draw. And again, if we talk about it's they're all around a circle, around this net where there's one object, right? It is very easy to kind of tie that. Tangible things. Here we go. Ta- cultural objects, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. we can put meaning because symbols have meanings, and it's the cultural mm-hmm. objects carry out those meanings and kind of materialize them. So I yeah. that's that that is my final answer. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Before we wrap up here, okay. Yeah. As I said, this is safe space. Thank you. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share <sighs> yeah. just on culty things in general um or any of course self promo that you can yeah, shout I'm, out because the viewers, excuse me, the listeners <laughs> the listeners. Yeah. The listeners are dying to know. Yeah. What is in store for Mr. Piles Marker? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I would say first just closing thoughts. Um, you know, things things are not what they seem. They and never. You can you can kind of think that cults and secret societies don't exist. But the reality of the situation is they do, and you might be being lured into one and not even know it. So kind of have the eyes open. But on a deeper level, if you do have your eyes open and you think you're getting the best of a cult, maybe they're playing you. They could be. Maybe they know already, so you're... You have to know the signs. And you have to know the signs. And then this is also to the, to, to the people who are in the cults who are trying to lure people in, right? Sam I'm sure they're listening, you. too. You know, key, like I respect your practice. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's everything is based off a of ritual, and uh, you know, I think that uh, I I admire in many ways what what you guys bring to society. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, but just stay safe out there, right? Don't get too, don't put anything on social media about the right. I mean, that's just we don't care. That's just it's just. The minute you do that, it's not cool anymore. It's not right? for you. It needs to be off the books. Mm-hmm. It needs to be off the grid. Yep. Right. Only in secret. Um, so I would say, yeah, that's 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 kind of core thoughts. Um, I want to say thank you to for, for for inviting me. This is this has been a Stop. lovely conversation. Oh, and you know, this thank is, you so much. This is a great one for for the resume. Um, <laughs> and as far as promos go, I would say um, again, I can't. I wish I could, but. I, Um, but just watch out for, you know, the prime meridian and equator on maps post-2024. That is groundbreaking. Look, quite literally. <laughs> no, quite, you quite literally. Um, I would say that, um, and, uh, yeah, no, dive, dive into your own, dive into your own darkest thoughts. 
Just Google Piles W Marker every now and again. Just you know, just yep. check, check in, in. And just regularly. Hit, hit, hit the like and subscribe if it's there. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. So if you didn't know Colts or the Claremont Colleges before, now you know. Big thank you again to all of the special guests on today's episode, and a huge shout out to you, our loyal listeners. If you liked today's episode, make sure to follow and be on the lookout for the next episode of Claremont Conspiracies. <laughs>